The Quest Gaming Network presents The Quest Legion, a podcast so legendary it only drops off raid bosses. Hello, Legionnaires! This is Palin and Ivarwin, and you're tuned into the Quest Legion Podcast, your RPG RTS podcast. A show so epic, you ran a heroic dungeon countless times to get it to drop just once. <laughs> I am joined by the one and only Lou, the Lore Master Olan. Hello, Paladin, Sire, Ivarwin. Never or, Sire, never, never Sire. sire. <laughs> 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 and our uh, number one news anchor, or should I say the news director of the Quest Gaming Network, Joe Bradford. Good morning, evening, whatever time you guys happen to be listening to this podcast. How are y'all doing? Very, very well. And a new addition to the show as well, Fred, the Sith Lord himself, Woodley, a.k.a. Sith Lord Core from the Swotor Reforged podcast. Thank you, because you know I was definitely keeping that title. Uh, whether you wanted it or not, I'm I'm dragging it along with you, so I'm glad you hold it proudly. <laughs> well, that's definitely the higher-ranking one over the community manager position. <laughs> is that is that how we're doing this now? <laughs> Fred's uh, awesome. I love you, Fred. You're totally cool. <laughs> you're my favorite. Uh, else that happens to listen. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about our feature gameplay of the week. This is a good time to do that. <laughs> Uh, our featured gameplay for the week includes Star Wars, The Old Republic, Rift, World of Warcraft, Miss Pandera, Chivalry, Medieval Warfare, Lord of the Rings Online, Riders of Rohan, and also games up for discussion will be Guild Wars 2, Rift, and Star Wars, The Old Republic. But something to bring up quickly, guys, I just found out. And I don't know when this was announced, um, but I did find out that Sacred 3 is due out in 2013. And yeah. among finding this out, I found out that uh, Lou was a fan of the Sacred and Sacred uh, 2 games as well. Yes, along, I played that along with Titan Quest 2. <laughs> uh, Bradford or, or Fred, have either one of you guys played, played this... Uh, now, it's basically a dungeon crawler is really what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's like another... Uh, I wouldn't say... It's on the same lines as uh, Diablo. Yeah, close to it. Similar. Uh, so, anyone of you guys uh, played this? Nope. This is the first time I've ever hearing about it. Whoa, same, Joe, you're... Same uh, here. I've never even heard of it before. Audio's getting a little wanky on us, Joe. Oh, great. That's right, though. We'll soldier on, <laughs> and we'll blame it on Skype. There he is. He's coming back. There we go. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, I've no, never heard of this game. Bradford in the eye of the hurricane. <laughs> uh, yeah, for for those of you out there that are that are definitely, and I got I got to throw this at um, at uh, Dave Dave Adams' way for the Dungeon Crawler podcast. But um, Sacred has has been has been one of those games that's never really like in the gaming limelight as far as how I perceived it. But um, just really like a really fun fun game. I have to say, uh, I mean, Lou, uh, 
Yeah, I, I find like, I find both games, Sacred and Sacred 2 Fallen Angel, they were both very entertaining, had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has some, of course, some stories, some lore, but just the action, the adventures in the game for both games just made it so much fun to play. I honestly admit to hours and hours and hours of playing both games. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Sacred... It's uh, Sacred 2 is actually like a prequel to the original. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering like what they're doing with, with Sacred 3. It looks like they're picking up where the original Sacred left off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacred 2 I got on the, the 360, and that was a, a favorite of mine. And as you play the game... You uh, you're hearing some pretty pretty amazing like metal music. It's got like a like a <laughs> fantasy metal soundtrack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, damn it all! I've got the uh, I've got the soundtrack in my iTunes list here, and I'm having a hard time getting to my library because. I have downloaded iTunes 11. I'm still trying to figure out how to work it. <laughs> I don't think I've updated oh, iTunes past seven. Uh, but yeah, sounds it's, like it's working as intended. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Blind Guardian. That's that's the name of of the uh, the metal band. Blind Guardian. They did the the soundtrack for Sacred Two Fallen Angel, and uh, the title. Let's see. It's called uh, At the Edge of Time. All right, I think this came out in like 2010 or something. Or, or yeah, 2010 is when it came out. Uh, the first song is called "Sacred Worlds," which is the the uh, soundtrack, the title uh, soundtrack for for Sacred Two. And then also they have an extended version on track 11. Awesome stuff. Uh, also, there's a quest called Blind Guardian in Sacred Two where you actually save the band members and acquire their uh, instruments, and you can use them as weapons. And then. <laughs> Like Family Guy, you know, kiss, you know, kiss saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, you you uh, once you save them, they invite you to their concert that they're having inside inside Sacred in the world of Sacred, and uh, they have this really awesome um, cinematic where they're they're playing the song on the CD during that that cinematic, and it's it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, just a Sacred is is a really unique kind of of uh dungeon crawler and i'm i'm excited for sacred three do I really you have am. the option to kill the band members with their instruments uh no it's it's not it's not that in depth suddenly became less interesting <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> welcome to the dark side bradford <laughs> Let me see if I can uh, if I can find their Twitter account because I follow these guys on Twitter, and um, I'm definitely really interested in in all of their updates. It's uh, looks like it's going to be Sacred underscore World at Sacred underscore World, and the game is being produced by the uh, the same gaming company that that's done the the other the other games as well, which is uh, Deep Silver. And uh, it looks like they've got another game coming out as well called Sacred Citadel. So they're they're definitely adding to their uh, to their their title series here. Um, I'm on their website. There's really not a whole lot of information right now, but they are saying it's coming out in 2013. So 
If you're a fan of the Sacred series, the third one is coming out. Another named title, Sacred Citadel, is is uh, coming out as well. And their website is sacred-world.com. And you can follow them on Twitter at sacred underscore world. You can get all their updates. The screens look good. Screens are cool. They look, they're not bad. I don't know. You told me the same thing about that Hello Kitty game, but that was unfulfilling as well. Hello Kitty Island Adventure is the single greatest uh, MMO ever. (laughs) Yes, it is. I will have to agree. Um, We've got we've got paradox there, guys. (laughs) Across the streams, (laughs) Uh, we've got our gameplay. We've got discussion topics. What's new in Guild Wars Two? What's new in Rift? And uh, Swotor is going to be a year old this year, as well as Jeff Hickman has announced some quality of life changes for the free-to-play model. Uh, we've got some uh, some tweets that uh, our our legionnaires have thrown into uh, to our Twitter account this week. Want to uh, talk about that a little bit? But first, question to the legion: You can answer us on our Twitter account at Quest Legion, or simply email the show questlegion at gmail.com. Here is your question for the week, legionnaires. What RPG titles are on your holiday list? Good question, huh? Yeah, Jesus, like so many to choose from. Exactly. <laughs> I came up with that one all by myself. Good job. <laughs> yeah, Jedi. From the mind that brought you that show so epic comment at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Which constantly gets worse from week to week. Um, all right. Okay, you didn't expect anything less. <laughs> uh those of you have who have written in uh we've got uh gamer brian at silent fury 007 our intrepid reporter here on the quest gaming network uh tweets at quest legion um this was this was for last week's last week's question he he uh responds uh my rpg persona kyra typically a ranger hunter and if i do a mail usually i go with Kyrano. Real creative, right? Smiley face. Uh, at Vector Parcel says, "Hey, quick helpful tip for you to help with your low your lore walkers rep in Missa Pandera. There are shrines all over, etc., and you can hit Exalted in about an hour by reading these shrines and turning in the items you get in the mail." I think that was uh, directed at you, Lou. Yes, because uh, I hate archaeology. <laughs> I think it's a useless skill. <laughs> uh, Fred, we're we're up here with uh, Derek. You want to uh, read out his tweet as well? I just finished listening to At Quest Legion Episode 2. Chivalry Medieval Warfare is now at the top of my wish list. Yeah, uh, Bradford, after that episode, didn't you download the, uh, the game? That- that game was already finished downloading when we finished recording the episode. <laughs> that explains his audio cutting out last episode. Yeah, yeah. probably. But it was stuttering. <laughs> let's let's get into that a little bit, uh, uh, Bradford. What, what <laughs> have have you done with with chivalry? Uh, to start out with, I, I think I was probably the worst player in the entire world. Uh, just because I didn't know the controls and stuff, and I kind of skipped the little trainings. Like, oh, this can't be that hard. You know, I've played games like this before, and I get in there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I don't, I'm don't. i using the mouse wheel to try to change weapons, and it's, instead of stabbing the guy, what the heck's going on? 
<laughs> so then I went back and played the tutorial and figured out, oh, it's because those are also two attacks. You know, you push the mouse wheel up and you stab them, you pull it back, and it's an overhand attack. Um, I've mainly played with the, the man-at-arms and the vanguard classes. Mm-hmm. Um, Great classes. And, oh, yeah, I, I, I love the vanguard when you're when you're sprinting at them and then you then you with then you throw out your attack, and he basically like jumps halfway across the map to impale the guy with his pole arm. Um, and then if you miss, you know you're horribly exposed, and typically you die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing I love about this game has been the the overall sheer insanity of what's going on around you. It, uh, it's crazy. You, you can do like you know team death match, free for all. You can have team objectives. There was one match I remember before my computer fried this week. <laughs> That we were supposed to be taking over a castle as as part of the um, uh, whatever the guys in red are called. I don't know. I haven't played the game in a, in, in a little That's, bit. Uh, yeah, the the Mason Order is in yes. red, and the Agatha Knights are in blue. We were the Mason Order in, in in this in this particular map, and we're supposed to be taking over this castle. One of the ways you do it is the first objective is you're supposed to light the beacons. The second objective is you're supposed to destroy the the trebuchets. Oh, well, that's we, we such all, a great map. Yeah. Well, we decided that it wasn't as much fun destroying the trebuchets as it was, you know, just going around trying to kill each other. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we got three of the four trebuchets taken out, and then we're like, okay, screw this. We're not going to get this last trebuchet because they're all basically centralized there. Let's just see how many guys we can kill. So um, <laughs> it turned into basically just a big you know, team death match where my team ended up losing, but I think I had the highest kill-death ratio in that. So it was, it was all right. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I'm like striving for right now is in, in the Man at Arms class, I I want to get the Falcon unlocked because I I love that sword. There was a there was a time when I was in middle school and high school that a buddy of mine were were really big into MMOs together and and my character name was Falcon. So when I saw that that you could have one of those games, that was the first thing I tried un- unlocking. And uh, I did notice a glitch that it doesn't always record the kills you get because you unlock the weapons by scoring kills. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always do that, but when it does, you can unlock it pretty quickly if you're if you're halfway decent. So, yeah. Um, and then my computer fried, so I haven't played since. Ah, sorry. <laughs> and to I'm hear going that. through withdrawals. I've I've found myself, you know, looking at forums and watching videos just so I can get my fix. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's yeah. how I found out that medieval warfare had a memory leak that fried his processor. Yeah. Well, actually, it's my motherboard, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, the sorry to hear about spreads. your computer trouble. Oh yeah, it's a it's a month old, and I'm already having to warranty parts on it. So <sighs> it's been a great experience. <laughs> God, that's all. Wow. But you can you can probably guess what game I'll be I'll be playing up when I uh, when I get that fixed. Yeah, chivalry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I might be doing that one. Sweet. <laughs> probably assume you have a Hewlett Packard also. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it was a computer that I built myself. So. Oh, that makes there it worse. They're probably. In lies the problem. I um I I played a little chivalry this week myself, and uh, I did I did actually pretty good. I went um I went twenty eight kills with nineteen deaths in uh, during a particular team match team death match this week. It was one of those um it was one of those maps where you got to storm the castle as well. And uh, there's there's a couple of maps that are like that. One starts out where you you basically you storm you storm the castle by by pushing the um, the corpse cart all the way up to the castle. Oh yeah, that one. Okay. And then you go inside the castle and you have to like kill a king eventually. It's it's one of one of those. And then there's mm-hmm. another one where you have to um, destroy the the fields. 
you got to burn the the wheat in the fields and then destroy the towers and then go from there mm-hmm. um the one that the map that I did very well with was the one where you have to burn the fields and all that and uh i was I was pretty happy with myself going uh that I think that was the highest kill death ratio that i've i've had in the game so far was was 28 kills to 19 deaths and it was a long game too and i made um i made number one on the uh on the list for both both factions very cool i i I honestly i think that those uh those objective objective maps Mm -hmm. i will probably never finish one because it it always just you know it goes goes down to just a full-on melee no one ever Decides they want to finish the objectives. Like I'm the only guy running around there trying to burn the farms while everyone else is ganging up on the well, on the archers. A, that's a good thing. <laughs> so. Oh god, yeah, yeah. If you guys, if, if those of you out there that have downloaded Chivalry Medieval Warfare, if you want a good tip, if you're a melee guy, go for the archers first. They're yes. they're quick to cut down, but if you don't get to them, they will tear you apart. Mm-hmm. While you're fighting everyone else out there who's a melee warrior. They will tear you apart. <laughs> so yeah. go for them first. Um, that's the the good thing about this game is that you can uh, you can do quest you can do objectives in the game, or you can set up a game where it's a complete free for all. And the arena map is is perfect for that. Uh, you're talking about the one where you can actually push people into spikes on the wall and stuff. Oh my god, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I did a free for all and. Uh, <laughs> I was it was a late night game and I was doing a free for all it most of the players at uh toward the end had all dropped out and it turned into basically a 1v1 and I kind of like I held my own against a guy who who pretty much like got frustrated with me because I kept defeating him and tried out pretty much every loadout that he had available to him yeah. from like range to two-handed swords to sword and board pole arms uh the guy went heavy armor he went light armor he couldn't he fought very well. He couldn't. He couldn't get me down. So uh, I was pretty happy about that too. Going beating this guy on, on several one v ones. Well, one of the things I've noticed as well is that with each class, it's got its own you know strengths and weaknesses. Like with the archers, yeah. they're very easy to get easy easily get to get killed. But if you are good with the bow, you can mow down any class on the map. Um, I, I've like I said, I've mainly been playing, playing been playing Vanguard, and I find myself when I've, you know, I'm able to keep the enemy at a distance because they use the larger two-handed polearm weapons. Mm-hmm. It, I'm, I'm really effective, but the minute two guys get in close, and I have to switch to my my sidearm, which is typically just a really short sword or a yeah. a, a, a a one-handed axe, you, you're you're done. There's yeah. there's pretty much no way you can get out of that unless you like shield bash or kick the guy and spam right. that. So that's that's unblockable. A- <laughs> That's a very important move in this game. If you can, yes. if you can kick your opponent, if you're if you're uh, the kind of guy where you know uh, in, in close having a, your opponent at very close range to you is is a detriment. Kick them. It'll stun them for a couple of seconds. You'll you'll gain that second or two, really half a second to a second. <laughs> of, uh, Still, that's all you need. I mean, to in catch a breath. When the action is so fast paced, that half second means life or death. Oh, it's and ridiculous! If you're able to successfully get that kickoff, you can counterattack real quickly. And if you aim just right, their head's going to be rolling around on the ground next to them. Oh yeah. Uh, um, unfortunate thing is, if you miss with the kick, then your head's going to be the one on the ground. So. Yeah, that's that's no good. Uh, I want to I want to move on to um, to Lou 
and uh, lose lose Rift gameplay. Um, but before I do that, I just want to quickly mention that if you have a two-handed sword in chivalry and you're trying to stop these people from attacking your cart, pushing the cart all the way up to to the uh, the citadel and and winning that objective, a good thing to do is just run right in front of the cart and just swing that sword as wildly as you possibly can. I don't care if you're killing teammates. Just swing that sword. The most the most important thing is to make sure that cart does not get to the citadel. I have I have chopped heads off like you wouldn't believe. I one time got um off of defending a, a cart like that. I I I've gotten like I've one swing. I've chopped like four heads off. And That's one of them insane. happened to be a teammate, so I, I felt bad. But the fact is, is you know, I don't want that card hitting. <laughs> nice going, Conan. <laughs> I can so just I... imagine Ivarwin swinging his sword, tears in his eyes. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, I'm not. Victory is ours. Orwin sounds like me playing Planetside. If I see one dude that is on the other team, I'll run over a whole squad of my teammates. <laughs> <laughs> It's a necessary sacrifice. <laughs> so it is. It is. I, you know what? I'm very myopic when it comes to these certain things. I I am tunnel vision. No one. You are not. You got to get through me to get through that card, and I will rip your head off. <laughs> and that's basically the way I, I I kind of like approach that particular qu- the objective right there. Is just you've got to get through me to get to this card, and I just swing that sword wildly, and heads are flying everywhere. It's hysterical. <laughs> The way I see it, it doesn't matter what color you're wearing. Your teammate can see that sword in your hands. Yeah, back up. Back up. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so Lou, uh, tell me tell me a little bit about... Don't tell me a little. Tell me about Rift. What's going on with Rift with you? Well, with all the changes I talked about last week with Storm Legion coming around, the new Soul, yeah. I basically just re-rolled a new Guardian Rogue to start oh. all over again because did you you oh man yeah at this point there's just so much going on and i i figured the best way to relearn everything is just start from the beginning so that's what i am doing that's what i'm doing yeah with he's this ready e- for one this has nothing to do with this autoholism yeah yeah well that too <laughs> this is the uh, rift i think is one of the few games i actually don't have a, a long list of characters in fact i only have like four <laughs> four wow. characters you don't need a lot of characters in that game, though. I mean, uh, with yeah, all the right. different soul combinations, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't. And that's, I think it's one of the strengths, is the fact that you don't need to have Altitis, because you can probably just roll four, one of each class, and you're set. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. And just experiment from there. And so so what can you tell me about your, your rogue? Uh, not much. I mean, just <laughs> just got out of the starter area. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. starting out. Yeah. Still in the wood, in the very, you know, the very first starting area. So just level six, and you know, and it's just the same, the same feel. A lot of fun, and hopefully, you know, I'll start picking it up and relearning the game as I go along. And with the characters that I'm starting, uh, I haven't ever played a warrior mage in this game at all. I have cleric alts and I have uh, various rogue alts for some strange reason, but never I. Never. Zero mages, zero warriors. It's like, hmm, you know what? I'll, I'll give one of those classes a shot. Okay. So you think you're you're going to do that this week or 
just kind of like a, it's a, it's an afterthought. You just want to work on the the rogue now and, and uh, see. About I'm actually going to work on the rogue for now. I think the warrior mage will will be a project down the down the way. So, okay. Is there anything new about the rogue at this early level that that you're either surprised by or have noticed since since playing the rogue a year ago? At this point in time, with her being so low level, I haven't really seen much at all. I think when I start probably hitting the teens, like mid-teens, late-teens, low-twenties, I'll probably start seeing differences pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, slight ones. Because they, you know, they really didn't do much with all these classes. I mean, yeah, they, they made improvements for the year, but I don't think I'll see any real effect that I'll notice from over a year ago until maybe that, uh, like I said, the 20s. Right. Okay. All right. Um, Rift has has some new stuff coming out, and uh, I'd like to jump into one of our discussion topics, which is uh, what's new in Rift. And update two point one is actually going to hit this week on on December seventh. Uh, with two point one, and uh, let me open up their little website here. You're uh, you're getting a couple of things. Three that they they list on the site. Three key features. Uh, one of them being a, a brand new twenty-player raid called Endless Eclipse. Uh, a brand new chronicle called A Hero Rises, and the Fey Yule World event. Uh, so it's it's holiday season here in Rift. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, for for those of you out there who um, who are into into Rift. They're they're promising you three different gifts for basically their their ascend a friend um, program. All right, and uh, they say happy holidays, which is nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> receive a winter ca- a winter cape in honor of Fey Yule. Simply purchase any Storm Legion package before the end of the year, and invite a friend to join you in Rift through the ascend a friend program. If your friend purchases. Storm Legion before December 31st, 31st, you both receive the festive holiday present. So you'll get the Ascend a Friend gift, the Winter Cape, which is uh, pretty nice looking. A lot, of, a lot of blues and ice white, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Rift Watch gift, the uh, the candy cane. Uh, giving all email subscribers candy canes to decorate their dimensions. So uh, you'll, you'll have As long those. as it's not a fruitcake, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that ubiquitous fruitcake everyone recycles every year. <laughs> and a uh, Faye, my father's got an unbelievable story about, about getting uh, canned fruitcake in the Marines when he was in Vietnam. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Let's just say it didn't make it out. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Fey Yule Gift Pile. Button on the Rift Facebook page. Uh, click on the Fey Yule Present button on the Rift Facebook page by the end of the month to receive this special gift. I have a funny story about Fey Yule last year. Yeah. <laughs> they had a contest on the forums where they wanted people to actually cook something in real life that was themed to fail and take a picture of it and submit it. And if you won, they'd send you the cookie, the little boggling chef. So Paige and I went through all the effort of making this train that actually had that little boggling 
that looks like Santa Claus sitting on the front of it. And we submitted this into this contest. And the person that ended up winning was somebody that just sent in a picture of their kid eating a cookie. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. That's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Paige, Paige was very angry. Who's judging <laughs> these things? God. She, she, she didn't even play the game and she was angry. <laughs> and I never uh, got cookies, so I was angry. <laughs> Poor Fred. God. Let's get Fred a cookie. God. That's when I went from Jedi to Sith. I fell to the dark side. Uh, Rift, uh, the the endless eclipse, twenty man raid. All right, they. Uh, I want to. I want to give you this as well. Um, little information here. They they're saying that Regulus is coming, and he has a colossal annihilating axe to grind with the ascended. <laughs> Starting December twelfth, raiders can face off with the destroyer in a twenty player raid that spans the planes of existence. Meanwhile, a new chronicle reveals the fate of the Frozen Tempest campaign while Guardians and Defiant across Talara join Grandfather Frost in the celebration of Fey Yule. So that's what they got going on in, in two point one. Um let's take a look at this uh this cape. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, they're telling you that uh, candy canes are coming out in uh, in dimensions, and that uh, last but not least, you and anyone you have ascended through the Ascend a Friend program will each receive a special Fey Yule Winter Cape when you both buy Storm Legion package by December thirty first. So they're not they're not giving you a tremendous amount of time here, guys. So. Uh, if you have a friend out there who's who's definitely thinking about getting this, now's the time so you can get your cape. And it's pretty nice looking. I, I like this. I like the cape. So that's it. That's what's new with Rift. Very nice. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Fred, what have you got for us for this week? Well, I've done a lot as far as gaming goes this week. But I'm not going to bore everybody with all the different games that I've played. I'll just tell you what I've done briefly <laughs> as I okay. scroll back up the notes because we jumped to the bottom there. Right. Yeah, we're <laughs> all over the place today. All over. All over the map. I just hope we don't forget anything. <clears throat> yeah, sorry about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were doing Elder Scrolls off the record uh, a couple of days ago <laughs> on Thursday. And uh, Fred's got a new update for his his uh, QGN hosts mod, and I told Fred that I wanted to cover it because he's he's got this this new event, which I don't. I, we're going to cover it next you know next Thursday, um, well this Thursday coming up rather. But um, I told Fred that I wanted to cover it. We completely forgot. <laughs> so. And- Never told me that you forgot, so my feelings were hurt just thinking my mod wasn't good enough to be in the show. No, no, no. Oh, my God. We had so much we had so much fun playing that thing. My one feeling that I kept after I went to the dark side, and you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> there it Spe- is. Speaking of the dark side, I actually played SWOTOR this week, and I've been doing a lot of PvP on my Marauder. Had a little bit of, you know, SWOTOR frustration I had to take out on some helpless Republic people. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? <laughs> Pretty well, actually. I Good. find that the Marauder is actually a beast when it comes to PvP. Of course, he's only level 16, but he still cuts through people better than any other character I've had. Yeah. Well, Marauder's a beast pretty much no matter what 
what it does. It's it's a phenomenal tank, phenomenal DPS. So I'm not I'm not surprised to hear that it, it does well with yeah. PvP as well. You know what's really cool, Maui Barwin, is you can get the armor out of the cash shop that makes me look like a Republic. So they think I'm on their team until I cut them down. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh, my God. That's cheesy, dude. Because <laughs> I'm already a Miri Allen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. Taking them out from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, if it works for you. I, I, I got to admit, that's that's creative. I All the respect <laughs> in the world. All the respect in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, I need to level up either a trooper or a bounty hunter because that's the last subclass that I need to get up there to unlock that buff in my legacy. I already get the other three. Right. And I'm having trouble attaching myself to one of them. I already have a trooper that's level 22, and I don't really want to play him, and I have no pool to make a bounty hunter whatsoever. Yeah, you know, I, I felt like that with my smuggler. You know, I, I got I I've done a lot of gameplay for for uh, for tour recently, and uh, one of the things I did was create a smuggler, and I got her up to like level eleven. Um, but I'm just you know some some classes just speak to you, and some don't. You know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't made a smuggler yet myself, but I had salty no tr- on the tongue, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I had no trouble getting the Imperial Agent up there, you know. So that unlocks that buff, so I don't really need to make a smuggler. But when Bounty Hunter and Trooper are both unappealing to me, that's going to kind of cripple me. Yeah, I mean, let's, you know, at the end of the day, if you're raiding, this kind of thing is really not important because, you know, you've got got every one of those buffs on you anyway. But... Uh, if if you're really into the single player game and you you enjoy making a lot of alts, getting one of every type of class up at least to unlock those those buffs is is a a great help. And if you're really into PvP like I have been lately, right? Yeah, and you're the noob, which I'm rarely that, but sometimes it happens that dies by yourself. And you're respawning by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't stand around and wait for all your teammates to respawn and buff you again. Yeah. It's nice just to be able to put all four of them on yourself and then go slaughter the Republic while they think that you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Hey, what's up with you, Chuck? Why are your eyes red? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Real nice. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, Sith Lord Corv makes it makes makes it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I left Q two at the community cast. Oh, poor Q two. Yeah, in the bathroom or something. Um, find him. I got my oh. consular up to level thirty one this week. Abby. Very nice. Yep, yep. I'm excited about that. Um, just started. I'm almost about to end. Actually, I should say chapter one. And just start chapter two, so I'm I'm questing through Alderaan, but I I kind of I kind of skipped over Tatooine and Alderaan just to kind of end chapter one because I'm I, I imagine at level thirty one still being stuck in chapter one is probably a little ridiculous. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to get through at least the uh, to the beginning of chapter two and then go back to Tatooine and Alderaan and and get that that hammered out. Um, 
like I said, I created a smuggler. You know, I don't know. I find myself far more interested in my in my consular. And most especially, of course, my, my main, my Jedi Knight. Um, but I don't know what it is. Like, you know, like I said, some, some classes you, uh, you really, you really get into some classes you don't, well, some people out there are, are, are the kind of person where all the classes are, are their thing and they're into it. So, which I think is, is you, Lou. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoy all the classes. Uh, it just so happens that the trooper and bounty hunter are my last classes to level up to 50. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, what else, Fred? What else you got for us this week? I see that, uh, geez, you got play, gameplay in World of Warcraft, DDO, EQ1, EQ2, and Vanguard. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, starting with World of Warcraft. This sure. one, I'll try to make it quick. I never played Alliance because I played the right side of the game the first time that I played it. Right. No, it sounds like you're playing the right side now, actually. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> They sent me this Scroll of Resurrection thing where I could make free level 80 characters because they have a bunch of WoW accounts that have been inactive for years. Uh-huh. So I decided to utilize one of those to make a level 80 human hunter and just see how that side of the game goes. And immediately after I made him, I dismissed that ugly mangy wolf that they gave him as a starter pet. <laughs> then I went out to Zoldrak. Because I was going for a spirit beast. That rare cat's out there. And I'm sitting there, flying in circles, waiting for that cat to appear. And then this dwarf comes up to me. And first off, I was being horrid most of the time. I was completely shocked when that dwarf started speaking and I could understand him. Barely. And then he starts to tell me that he's already captured every spirit beast in the game. Except for the one that I happen to be after. And he's going to get it. <laughs> and then I notice that this dwarf isn't even on the same server as me. He's one of these cross-realm people. Because they merge all these zones together now. So it's completely ridiculous to try and get a spirit beast now. Long story short, four hours, that dwarf was there. The cat spawned in front of me. I landed, tamed it, and then the dwarf goes, Have you seen it yet? I promptly said no and flew away. I'm sorry. Did you say you're playing World of Warcraft or Pokemon? <laughs> I wouldn't be ashamed to admit to either. I'm just trying to figure out which which game is is going on. You know, we're talking about here. I I can't believe that the the uh, the pet game now in World of Warcraft is just so similar to to Pokemon. I can't believe that. Talking about hunter pets, man. I talk about no companion pet. You know, I'm talking real pets. Okay. The ones that, like, eat gnomes most of the time. Eat gnomes. Eat gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I stole this cat right out from under this dwarf. And then he's asking me, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it? And he's been talking to me the whole time. So I'm like, right. no, I haven't seen it. So what so, kind of, what kinds of things does the, does the new pet offer you now? It can heal me. Really? That's the main perk to a spirit beast is there each pet has a family ability based uh-huh. on what it's grouped into and spirit beasts have an, a heal over time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a strong one too. Like it does nice. a direct heal and then there's a heal over time that stays on you for a little bit after the effect. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah, most of the pets in in WoW were all you know when I was playing back in Lich King, it was all you know DPS or tanking. Um, it's cool that they've got they've got heal pets in there now. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but they're all rare spawns. You can't just go up to one and tame it. You gotta oh, really? wait around for twelve hours to get one. <sighs> I was there for four hours, and then that dwarf showed up and decided to tell me he was going to go after the same thing I'd been going after for four hours. And then he's trying to make conversation with me, like, "Oh, let me know if you if you get it, and I'll let you know if I get it." Because once somebody tames it, it's at least twenty four hours before it spawns again. Yeah. So I tamed it, and he's he's still blowing me up with whispers, going, "Did you get it? Did you get it?" And I'm like, "No," and I flew away. <laughs> so, clearly, this guy had no idea what was going on. No, clearly not. And he was on another server. So I'm really not liking the cross server zones when they have things like spirit beasts that are contested by other hunters, because now you got about ten servers worth of hunters going after the same pet. Right. Of the twenty four hour respawn, that's crazy. And then the only other thing I've been doing with that hunter is I've been clearing out Kara every week for the horseman's mount because now they finally made it where you can zone into a raid zone with just you. That's cool. Yeah, Dave uh, Dave Adams was telling me about that, and I think he told me he uh, he downed Anixia by himself during the week. Well, the same Dave Adams that hates WoW and says that it's not even worth his time. He's been playing it. Yeah. Dave changes moods from week to week. Oh, like yeah, I guess <laughs> like all of us, you know. One one week we're we're hating on a game, and the next week we forgive it, and you know, come back to me, baby. Yeah, I'm fairly confident <laughs> that his opinion of WoW changes more than he changes his underwear. Oh. <laughs> oh, Dave, we love you, but you should change that. your underwear more than once a month. <laughs> He only changes his underwear when he gets his pigtails cut off. <laughs> so, uh, moving right along to Bradford here. <laughs> uh, Bradford, what else you got for us for the week? Well, uh, mainly since I really have been computerless, uh, I've only really been able to play Lord of the Rings online on a, on a laptop, but I have been able to get some, some pretty good stuff done there. Um, I started out... I, I realized that you aren't actually able to do the mounted combat until you do the training quest lines. So the the crappiness that I thought I was doing is is just because I didn't you know have access to it yet. Um, now that I do, it's awesome. <laughs> it's oh, cool. it's so cool. Um, one of the coolest things I'm liking about this war steed is it handles completely different than any, any other mount in the game. Um, you. you with every other mount, obviously, you're going to you know, be holding down the W key to keep going, or you can press an unlock, and it'll automatically you know, walk forward. With the Warsteed, you basically you hit the, the W key, and you hold it down for a second or so, and however long you hold down the W key will actually make your horse run faster, run slower, and then that's it. You control your movement with, with your mouse camera. The horse automatically oh, wow. runs for you, so that you have your other hand free to use your your mounted skills. Um, it's a little hard to do when you're using a mini mouse on a laptop, and you're still getting used to not having a full size mouse in your hand. Yeah. But I'm assuming that that you know, <laughs> once I get that once I get that down, it'll be a whole lot easier. But just going through the training course right now, getting used to how how the new horse handles, mm-hmm. has been a lot of fun. Um, 
other than that, I mean, I started a brand new character because a couple guys who have been listening to me talk about this on the past two episodes of Quest Legion have started playing Lord of the Rings on my server. So I, I created a new character just to kind of quest with them. So I started a lore master, uh, which is basically, there's no true wizard class in Lord of the Rings because there are only five wizards in Lord of the Rings lore. Right. Um, so this is the closest they can get. Did you name it Louis Olan? I did not, no. Ah, failbot. Ah. <laughs> I did not. Um, yeah, I, I probably should have, and now I think I might delete that character because he's only level five. That's okay. Rename man. it. Rename it Loremaster Lou. Too bad, Joe. I already have it. And I'm Lou so long the Undying. Uh, On Nimrodel? Yep. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. Darn. Just do this now, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) No, but by the time that I'm able to get on the game, it'll it'll be done, so it's okay. (laughs) So it's, 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 it's been basically, you know, kind of just... Getting used to the war steed, not really being able to do a whole lot just because I don't have a whole lot to work with right now. But uh, what I have been able to do, I, I'm loving the new war steed. I don't understand how people can can use him to use it to, to go through cities. I would totally be completely discombobulated with how you can control him in in the little in the in the roadways of a of a big city. But out in the fields when you are trying to mow down enemies and, and stuff like that, it's it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> Is 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 the combat for the horse in Riders of Rohan? Is is it fun? Is it easy to use? I mean, can you slow like like say you got to slow the horse down? Maybe you're you're running mm-hmm. after one particular mob and you miss them. You know, can you like turn around and slow down really very quickly in order yeah. to? You actually one of the, one of the skills you start out with is a quick stop skill. So if you happen to overshoot an opponent, you can you can hit that skill. Your horse stops. You know, um, and then you can you can re re aim where you're going to be. Uh, the other thing you can do is since you're not holding down the W key, if you notice that you're not lining up how you're gonna how you're gonna hit your target, you have the ability to hit the S key a little bit, slow your horse down, um, and and line up your line up your horse for your target before you ever get there. So they they really thought it through when it came to stuff like that. They um, and I do like the fact that 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 hand is free to do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um. And the the controls are really responsive when it comes to that too. If if you barely tap the S key, you're not going to slow down a whole lot. But if you like sit there and mash it, your yeah. guy is going to come to a stop. Or you can just use your quick stop skill. Does does it work for um, ranged and uh, and melee as well? Yeah, and, yeah. Okay. Every every character every class has its own specific mounted skills, and that goes along with the benefits of that specific class. So like myself being a hunter, you're going to have a little bit more ranged. Mm-hmm. Skills, you'd be basically a, a horse archer, which were very prominent in Rohan. Uh, so it, everything kind of fits there. The one thing I'd be be interested to see is how a lore master would do, especially if he's if he's able. I don't think you're able to use a pet when you're mounted, but if you are, that would be awesome. Having your horse tra- charging in a battle, and then have your big old polar bear behind you, be really cool. I'm yeah. gonna try that out now. Um, what do you? What do you, I mean? What would you score this thing out of ten? Ten being the best. Uh, what would you say? I mean, is this a is this like a perfect ten? You know, is there? I'm gonna say an, I'm gonna say an eight, partly because it's it's I, I'm probably uh, liking it more because it's something new. Okay, I, I've been playing Lord of the Rings since beta, so it's having having this new addition to the game really makes it a whole lot more fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's stuff they can probably do better. I just haven't played out played around with it enough to uh, to know what those are. But like any anything in any MMO, there's always a way to improve it. 
and nice. and then of course it will inevitably get nerfed and then they'll make it worse but um. <laughs> scale it down for pvp <laughs> yeah yeah well I don't, I don't i don't think you can do it no you can't do it in pvp because the only pvp area in in lord of the rings is still the etnmores the only only area where there's uh really any use for the mounted combat would be in the rohan region so okay it'd be cool to see it in pvp war riders all that all that cool stuff you can only use uh, mounted combat in in the uh, in the Rohan area. I, I believe so. I could be wrong. I haven't like gone to Thorin's Hall and tried it out. Though mm-hmm. I, I will, and I'll, I'll let you know for the next episode. Yeah, but, yeah, um, please do. Yeah. As far as I know, it's only really usable there, and it may just be be because it's only viable there. You've got right. the big expanses and the big fields of Rohan to really maneuver on, whereas the other areas in in Middle Earth seemed to be more linear, linear in their creation when the when the game developers made it. Mm-hmm. Rohan is is just like it's described in the book. It's plain after plain after plain after plain, rolling hills, um, grass as far as the eye can see. So uh, they they really give you that sense of uh, expansiveness and enormity when it comes to that region. And so that may be the only reason why the mounted combat is viable because it's the only region where you have enough room to do it well. To do it, yeah. Well, so maybe far. some of our uh, our legionnaires on Twitter could could throw us a tweet and let us know if if they in fact are uh, able to unlock this mount of combat outside of the Rohan area in, in uh, Lord of the Rings Online Riders of Rohan. Um, no, that's probably why Turbine picked Rohan to be the next expansion area because they're probably sitting there. Grass texture, copy paste, copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> you know, way back in like. I'm saying way back in 2008, uh, there was actually a player-made expansion chart where they they kind of guessed at what the expansions were going to be by release date and by the year and what regions you're going to be getting. And it's actually been surprisingly accurate. Um, they, they predicted that we'd go to Rohan, uh, obviously, before we go to Gondor, because you have to go through Rohan to get to Gondor. But they also predicted that you, you would hit Isengard first and hit the Great River before that. So they're actually going with the storyline how the storyline progressed as opposed to just adding random areas like they used to. Like, I don't know anybody who goes up to the Bay of Photokill anymore because you don't know it, plus snow sucks. So, <laughs> yeah. Snow stinks. It's going to end up taking Frodo like 30 years to get to that volcano. It, in, in this, yeah, probably. It's taken five so far. It only took like seven months, you know, last time in the book. Uh, Fred, let's let's switch gears and uh, let's go back to you for some of these uh, these older MMOs that uh, that you've been playing around in uh, this week. What do you got on uh, on DDO? I'm I'm really like I'm really interested in this. What's what's up with DDO? The way you said that, it's like let's talk about some of these older MMOs that you've been uh, wasting your time. No, no, no. It's never a waste of time. What are you kidding me? It's never a waste of time to play this stuff. I mean, uh, it's just the, the hesitation is is me just being a terrible host and not knowing how to segue. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> now, I know better than that. I've been on enough episodes with you to know that you know what you're doing for sure. <laughs> yeah, he said laughingly. So <laughs> I think I could taste the sarcasm through the internet. I know, That's right? It's... it's uh, it's palpable. Uh, so DDO or EQ one. I mean, what what do you what do you got on this? I mean, I want to hear about DDO because that's that's the game that that I know probably the best out of all of these. 
Well, I haven't played DDO a whole lot, but I I downloaded it and just getting DDO in the first place to link up with my Lord of the Rings account, I had to actually send in a ticket to Turbine and have them send me a product license for DDO so it could be on the same account. Okay. So once that was done, I downloaded the game and I got in there and I I'm playing this the same way that I play Lord of the Rings. I've never had a subscription. I go completely free to play, but yeah. I actually pay to unlock stuff, so they get some money from me. Right. So I, I do the same thing with with DDO. Well, DDO, I got in there and I didn't like any of the races that were available to me to start, so I paid to unlock the half orc. Uh huh. And I made a half orc ranger, and I gotta say that's got to be it, challenging. Well, half orc ranger. Usually, the half orcs are uh, are better, like barbarians and warriors. Yeah, it probably will get more challenging, but I'm still at a low level right now. I played through the starting tutorial where you're going through with these NPCs and they're kind of explaining the game to you. Yeah, on the uh, the cave island. I don't think it's an island. I don't know for sure. Well, it's it's uh it's the cave the cave on the beach. It's yeah, it's probably not an island. But yeah, you, you wash up ashore on on a beach, and then uh, you end up going through that cave. Yeah, and there's like an elven cleric there that keeps healing you. <laughs> yeah. Te- teaches you, you know, you suck, don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing that really stood out to me, though, is this is the first MMO that I've played where you actually swing the weapon by clicking the mouse. It felt like kind of Elder Scrollsy to me that way. Yeah, there's there's also a um, an automatic uh, button where you you click on the button and when you when you target over to uh, your active enemy, your your weapon will automatically swing up, upon targeting them. But that seems less Elder Scrollsy. Well, yeah, oh well, yeah, that's true, but it's a it's an option in the game that, you know, you don't want to you don't want to click all the time. It's it's well, definitely there. I was kind of liking that though because it seemed different than most of the MMOs that I play. Oh, DDO is very very different, and that's one of the things I like about it. You you, you know, going from like level 1 to level 2 in that game, uh you're not you you don't level once. You got to level like uh, four or five times, I think. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that. I played for quite a while, and I think it almost took me as long as it took you in Oblivion to get <laughs> higher than level one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, see, what I like about that is it holds it holds true to to the uh, to the D and D rule set, where like level twenty is 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 uh, kind of like end level, and so they give you tiny little points in between those levels to accrue experience and then you get like a mini level and then you get some skills with those mini levels so you're still leveling up but it's true to the to the D rule set as well well the cool thing about that is just seeing the number when they tell you that there's 20 levels it doesn't seem like that big of a hill to climb right yeah and that was something else that I liked because I didn't know when I first got in there that there was only 20 levels until I started looking for information about the game online Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was cool. I'm like, well, I'm going to keep playing DDO because that's intriguing. Only 20 levels, even though they seem to take forever. And I like being able to click the mouse to attack things. Yeah. And 
I think the particular type of ranger that I made him is he actually uses melee weapons. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, DDO, again, using that that Dungeons & Dragons rule set, uh, just because you're a, you know, a ranger doesn't necessarily mean that you are bound to... Uh, ranged gameplay, you know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like like Lou, you said this last week. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, one of the most one of the best ways to play a, a ranger in that game is uh, dual wielding. Right, and you know, a, a lot of people have this stereotype, and it's not without reason that the ranger always has to use a bow. Well, yes, but you know what? A ranger is also nothing to sneeze at because they can use melee weapons. Okay, that was that was one of their other strengths, the fact that. Yes, they're masters of the bow, but they're also very capable warriors. I, I like it to be, you know, they're the, they're the martial arm of nature. The druids are the nice, you know, spellcasters, mages of nature, but you know what? That's what the ranger is. They're the kick-ass characters. <laughs> yeah. The ones are up in your face with the weapons. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, now I'll tell you about EQ. Let's move on from the DDO talk because I feel like it's been dragging on forever. <laughs> you get four D and D fans in the same same area, and I think we will never stop talking about and it. And that's what goes on with that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Fred. So so you've got some stuff from EverQuest One, EverQuest Two, uh, a little bit of Vanguard. I, I mean, this is just a, it's a cornucopia, if you will, of of old. Older MMOs. I mean, this is this is totally awesome. I knew bringing you on the show would be a great idea. What uh, of Sony MMOs? Sony Jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> Sony Jambalaya. <laughs> All right. So my southern grandmother is rolling in her grave right now. By the way. Oh. <laughs> EQ One has always had a special place to me because that's the first MMO that I ever played. Mm-hmm. Well. A couple years ago, they came out with a new server, which, as you can imagine, never had a high population because it was just a regular rule set server. And I made a shaman on there and got him up to level 53, and then some other game caught my interest, and I left for a while. Well, EverQuest 1 recently went free-to-play, so I came back and dusted off my 53 shaman, and I was looking at all the restrictions that they have in the game now. And like most free-to-plays, they locked up some inventory slots, and I ended up buying them because I have I have the value of $300 worth of Sony points because I buy the cards that they sell and then I cash them in whenever they do a triple station point weekend. Nice. Yeah, so I've paid about $75 real-life cash, maybe 100 and gotten Sony points for that because you get a bonus too if you buy those cards at Walmart. Yeah, they they do offer that, which I like. Yeah, so I I have a, like a bajillion points, <laughs> bajillion. <laughs> and then anytime I do sub up to one of their games, they give me five hundred a month on top of that. So, you know, it just rolls in. Well, then when I started playing Planetside, like a fool, I bought the SOE All Access, which gives you access to all Sony games for one price, mm-hmm. which is nineteen dollars a month instead of fifteen. And back when I was playing EverQuest actively, back when the Sony games that they had at the time were nowhere near as good, the price for all access was $30. Now it's 19 
And that amazed me to see that price drop when their quality of games has actually gotten better. And then yeah, now that's... you can also use the time cards to get 23 days of all-access time. Okay. I guess that's what, on top of the the uh, the stuff that you've, you've already paid for? On yeah, top of the time that you've heard? So, like, you, you pay for the time card, you get your time, and then would they give you, like, 23 extra days? No, what they do now is they sell the $1,500 station point cards at the store. Uh-huh. If you buy one of them, you can either cash it in for the points in the cash shop, or you can redeem it for game time. Well, normally if you apply that to one game, it'll give you 30 days of game time. Or you can apply that card for an all-access pass, and that'll give you 23 days of all-access to all their games. Okay. So it's 30 of one game or 23 of everything. And so that's what I ended up doing. I got the all-access and that basically made me a subscriber to EQ1 again. So I wasted some points unlocking inventory space. <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like EQ1 is uh, remaining competitive <laughs> in today's MMO market. You'd be surprised. I got on the, there. There's actually a lot bigger of a population than I thought there would be. Yeah. Diehard EverQuest fans, they'll be there till they shut that game down. Yeah, hey, well, yeah. you know, it's where it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, it's been out for over 10 years now, so. <laughs> yeah, and I went back to EQ2 also, and I resumed my Beast Lord that I made when they first came out with that expansion. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I learned the hard way not to fight in Zek when the orcs are orange to you because they will beat you down whether you have a pet or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always more OP in my mind than I really am. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> so you, you've returned to Vanguard, even though you haven't really played it before. Yes, I bought Vanguard when it first came out. Right. This was in the glory days of EverQuest. Okay. And Vanguard came out. I remember I bought it, I installed it, and my friend at the time was the lead designer on EverQuest. And I was telling him oh. that I couldn't even log into the game. You'd load in there, and the lag was so bad, you couldn't even turn the character around. And his response to me was, yeah, we knew when we made Vanguard that you wouldn't even be able to run it unless you had a computer that cost thousands of dollars. Oh, that's, yes. that's a... <laughs> yeah, that was one of the main uh, main points when Vanguard first released is the fact that they built it for to be on, on the cutting edge technology that no one could really play it. <laughs> yeah, if you if you log into Vanguard now... The graphics look just slightly worse than today's modern graphics. Wow. Like, it looks like a game from this era. So how are you enjoying it? I'm liking it. When I first played, the one thing that I remembered was it was a traditional system where certain races could be certain classes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do remember there was a a large human-sized wolf character that I wanted to play as, and I wanted to be a paladin like I was in EverQuest, and it wouldn't let me do that. Nope. Well, I guess during the free-to-play transition, they unlocked it so any race can be any class, and I was able to finally make my giant wolf paladin Evarwini. <laughs> Full main dog paladin. I don't know whether to be uh, flattered or offended, Fred. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. I know, right? <laughs> we have to see what kind of paladin he ends up being, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> You'll be happy to know that I haven't impaled anybody that's supposed to be my friend or cut their heads off. 
Well, it's it's nice to know that you're uh, playing it a little bit differently than your 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 Swotor uh, game <laughs> gameplay. Yes. I, I yeah, would like know. to point out that he's also playing it uh, differently than you would play your chivalry gameplay because you did openly admit to killing teammates. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's why I threw him the bit about cutting off people's heads. I'm telling you right now, you got to get through me to get to that card. <laughs> You're on my team, stay away. <laughs> on you right now. You're it's on my team, you shouldn't step in front of my tank. There you go. All right, uh, we're time for the bottom of the show. We're going to end off with some of your tweets and a couple of your emails. Uh, from at Kipsilis, he says, at Quest Legion, in reference to the length of the show, the longer the better. Three hours sounds great. Love this show. At Mistress LeBeau, she says, dude, at Quest Legion, at Avarwin, dude. I'll see to it that you never live down the fact that you dropped a Tila reference. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just dropped the Man at Arms reference, the He-Man. You brought Tila into this mix. <laughs> good old good old Tila. Uh, she also says, seeing at DC Crawler Podcast and at Quest Legion's podcast side by side, first and second on iTunes, new and noteworthy, makes me smile. Thanks, Liz. Uh, at Sovereign says at quest legion anyone play uh forge on steam anyone play forge on steam it looks interesting i may pick it up but wanted your read on it too um this is something that we haven't looked into yet however based on on your your question at at sovereign um i am going to look into it and hopefully maybe next week i'll be able to include forge or uh and or world of tanks for next week so uh, i'll start looking into that uh and shank shank the tank at shank the tank <laughs> says if you love rpgs you should sub to at quest legion just sub myself and looking forward to the show thanks thanks shank uh let's see emails this comes from brandon l aka barfing asks the following question to the crew hey guys my rts question is would you like to see more RTS games have the same way to battle as the Total War series? P.S. I have Empire Total War. Brandon L., a.k.a. Barfing. Uh, what do you think about this, uh, Bradford? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see more games have the in-depth battle system that Total War has, but that also leads to them inevitably doing it wrong. So... Um, <laughs> I, I think the only way to do it is just to go out and buy a Total War game. Just if if that's the type of gameplay you want, buy that game, support the guys who are doing it and trying to make it better with each individual game that comes out, as opposed to somebody who's trying to make a rip-off copy of it. Now, if somebody can improve upon it, which I don't know if there's much improving you can do, uh, great, by all means, and I'm more than willing to try it out. But um, other than that, if they're going to do it halfway just to kind of get that type of system in there to get the fans of the Total War series to buy their product, then I would say no. Okay. Uh, the next one comes from... Oh, uh, Fred or Lou, do you have anything else you want to add in on that? Um, I mean, I- I'm, I'm on the same boat with, with Joe. I mean, I love the Total War system of play, but that's why I play Total War. I also love yeah. the original Warcraft and Starcraft games. You know, so when I want that kind of RTS, I play those games. I support those games wholeheartedly. And I think there's room for many different styles of RTS games. And I'm all for it. You know, you know what? Total War works. Play that one. If you want the StarCraft type of RTS, play that. You know, And I don't think they should be 
uh, trying to take or borrow. I mean, if they can improve on it, that's great. But you know, what makes StarCraft great is the way it plays. What makes Total War great the way it plays. Same thing with Civilization. They all have their strengths, and I think they should just stick to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, our next email comes from Master Shadow Warrior, a.k.a. Hyugle, who gave us a five-star review, actually, last week. So thanks again to Hyugle for that and for your email. And he says, hey, it's Master Shadow Warrior, or Hyugle. Episode 2 was great. Keep up the good work. I would like to weigh in on what playstyle, race, and character name I play. Despite the name, I always start off with a battle mage character, shooting magic, and using a sword. But as of late... I have been wanting to experience more than just this, and I have been exploring with other classes. I also want to tell you guys about a game called Mountain Blade. Imagine Total War with RPG elements in the twist, where you play your made-up character, where you wander around the world on a big strategy map and recruit soldier and join with some faction. Then you can do massive real-time battles, fighting in the battle with fighting in the battle while commanding troops, but that's only a small part of the game. You can trade, do mini-quests, and much more. I wrote this in because it covers both RTS and RPG elements. Thanks for your time, and sorry the email is a bit big. <laughs> Master Shadow Warrior, a.k.a. Hyugle. Uh, no, Hyugle, this, this, this was not big. And thank you very much for, for weighing in. Uh, what do you got on this? It looked like you, you sounded like you wanted to say something. I actually have the uh, first couple games. I bought them because my, my best friend actually plays them, and I have yet... Uh, unfortunately, I have not yet actually played any of them. I have them, but I don't actually play them at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he likes it because of just what Hyugo said. You, you actually have both the real-time strategy elements and the RPG elements in there. And, and you can have, you know, you have a lot of fun trying to recruit people <laughs> and then going in there. And, it, you know, just like when you're playing Total War, now you're actually one of those soldiers in that map. You know, you're on that battlefield and you're actually kicking someone's ass. Does uh, any of us have any uh, gameplay for for Mountain Blade? Has anyone any experience on that? Nope, nope. Like I said, I, I have it, uh, but I haven't actually played any of it yet. Yeah, I, I've heard about it, but I I never really got into it. So I mean, I'll I'll definitely take a look at this and, and see what I can come up with. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some notes written down here. Uh, Mountain Blade, World of Tanks, Forge. I'm gonna look into these. Um, Sounds pretty good. What about you, Fred? You've been kind of quiet. Anything on yeah, Mountain Blade or anything else? I'm looking at it on Steam right now. I think I'm probably going to get this one. Yeah? Oh, nice. Nice. All right. So, Hyugel, thanks for the uh, thanks for the tip. We're going to take a look at this. Um, so many games. So the- I, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Five-star review shout-outs goes from, comes from Australia, Snorlax02. Thanks so much for supporting us yet again. You're a big supporter of the network, and we, we appreciate you tuning in to, to Quest Legion. Uh, and for for dropping us the the five star review. All right, guys. Final thoughts, Bradford. We'll start with you. Uh, well, I think my final thought is is going to be I can't wait to get into some more Lotro and figure out some of this uh, this mounted combat. See how it works in other areas. If you can even use it. Uh, and the minute my computer, uh, my motherboard gets back from the manufacturer, I, I will definitely be lobbing heads and chivalry. Ah, so, yeah, <laughs> indeed. Can't wait for that. Uh, Fred, final thoughts. Carlia. <laughs> <laughs> totally out of nowhere. Oh, God. Bradford. <laughs> yes. Carlia. Carlia. Apparently, my name reminds everybody of a she dark elf. So. No, you know what it is? It's. Uh... 
it's <laughs> it's the stupid impression that I that I do. I keep I I've said like the both names in the same voice, and I guess that's that's where the relationship. Came I have from. people sending me pictures of Carlia doing Bradford. By the way, just want to point that out. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. No. I added in a character <laughs> named Bradford. It's in the Thieves Guild. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> just need people to send more Carlia Bradford may- memes, please. <laughs> Without a yes, doubt. for my final thoughts. You've been saying Bradford all episode. Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lou, that leaves us with you. Oh, I am definitely on a mission now to find downloadable versions of Sacred and Sacred 2. Yes! Oh my god, yes, yes. I've got to find them because my disc, my hard copies are... They're MIA. <laughs> I know. MIA. Oh God! If anyone of you out there that has any information at all on where you can get Sacred Two, I mean, we, we're looking, and it seems like Deep Silver is not even like offering it anymore. I don't know. And, and I'm not asking for like an actual physical hard copy that I would get on Amazon. But no, if there's an actual digital version yeah. out there that can be downloaded, that'd be awesome. That, that's that's what I'd be into is a download version. Yeah. Um. Thanks for everyone who weighed in on the on the character discussion. Um. One of our uh, one of the show's friends out there, Vector, wrote in a very very nice email. Uh, it was a wonderful story. Unfortunately, it was a, it was a bit lengthy, and I couldn't include it in the show. I do apologize for that, but um, I just want to you know say that that we read it. It was wonderful, uh, and and thank you for it as well. Also, for those of you out there who uh, everyone else who did write in, um, thank you again, and uh, you know. Please feel free to to uh, write more. Uh, let us know what that uh, that favorite that favorite RPG character is of yours, and um, we enjoy reading it. Uh, that brings us to how to reach the show. Our website is questlegion.com. If you want to send us an email, that's questlegion at gmail.com. Uh, this is part of the Quest Gaming Network and our website for the network, which you can reach all of our wonderful shows, which includes Dungeon Crawler, Minecraft Off the Record Live, Adrenaline Gaming, Quest Legion Podcast, of course, and the Quest Community Cast can all be found at questgamingnetwork.com. And let us not forget about Elder Scrolls Off the Record as well. You can find that all at questgamingnetwork.com. Uh, Twitter. If Twitter's your thing, we have a Twitter account here at the show, and that is at Quest Legion. I am Evarwin. You may reach me at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And uh, Fred, is there a hashtag sensation that you've created that you would like to shout out right now? I didn't create it. You didn't create it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll just... I thought, I thought hashtag Evarwinny. It's just like Evarwin, but with an extra Y on the end. Extra Y at the end. Uh, Bradford, Joe Bradford, our news director here at the Quest Gaming Network, can be found on Twitter at Lotterlore, L-O-T-R-L-O-R-E. Lou can be found at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. He is our, our lore master and our resident rogue as well. And Fred can be found at SithLordKorv. K-O-R-V, our resident dark side guy. Dark side. Dark lord of the Sith. Dark lord of the Sith. I'm good, good. On a side note, I want to thank everyone who has tweeted and sent an email. 
to um, Swotor Reforged. Thank you very much for uh, all of your wonderful comments, your goodbyes. Um, people are saying that this show now, uh, Quest Legion, is the the spiritual successor to, to Swotor Reforged. Uh, it, that was very nice to hear, and uh, all of your, your goodbyes and well wishes were, were wonderful. Um, it's been tough to you know say goodbye to the show and uh certainly the the things that we have read and all of your support is has definitely um put some smiley faces on on my face so <laughs> i appreciate it thank you very much everyone uh quest legion is a quest gaming network production in association with the middle earth network time to say goodbye we'll start off with you lou good night everyone glad you're all here see you all again next week Take care, everybody. Namadiye. Good night, everyone. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the foos be with you.